He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Alexandra Nolan is our very special guest, and she is a, a lifestyle mom blogger and influencer extraordinaire. And she is, uh, she, she's just unbelievable. You have to follow her. She, uh, can, uh, she can give you insight on just about anything. Uh, Instagram.com uh, backslash Alexandra.Nicole is, is one. And uh, you can check her out there. Her blog uh, is terrific. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, and also uh, Alexandria, uh, what is it, Nicole? Alexandra Nicole Nolan.com is uh, a great place to go as a starting point. Uh, Alexandra, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. And uh, if you can, give us a little bit of, uh, give a, a little tiny bit of your history. How long have you been blogging? Uh, you've made a, a big impact in, in a relatively short amount of time, but how long have you been doing this? Yeah, so I I started uh, 12 years ago. I started blogging, and it started as a fashion blog before I was married or had kids or any of that. And it has evolved into a lifestyle, parenting, uh, gift guide, recipe, you name it. Pretty much anything that's happening in my family life, I blog about it. Uh, My blog is citychicliving.com, by the way. Yeah. Listen, all all terrific sites, and and the blog is uh, is. Is terrific. When you first started out, was there anything close to what you're doing now that that you found helpful, or did you kind of do this because there was a void? Well, you know what? If I have to be completely honest, I started doing this because I started a women's clothing store 12 years ago, and I had no money for marketing. (laughs) I was 26 years old without a budget. And so I started a fashion blog, and it started as that really just kind of a way to market my goods and wares. And it it turned into a full-time business. I sold my stores in 2019 to go full-time into this because it was just more lucrative than the retail stores. Uh, see, that's incredible. It's an incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you think of how many millions upon millions of people are uh, millions, I mean, uh, tens of millions of people are blogging and, and there's some, for so many folks, nobody's paying attention at all. And for you to get to the point where you're doing it full time uh, and you're able to close down the, uh, uh, the, the stores are just, uh, you know, absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, how did the, uh, how did the pandemic, um, treat you as far as the blogging i i imagine it didn't set you back too much because you were you were kind of in a good spot yeah so you know they say whenever there's you know um an economy crash or anything like that that marketing is the first thing to go but in the pandemic it was unique in that the the audience was still there they it was actually they were there more than ever because everyone's at home so what are they doing they're online so during the pandemic, um, I my business I was I was very fortunate that my business did very well and um, and, and increased because the audience was just there at a higher level. It's leveled out now. It wasn't a I wish it was a roller coaster ride that kept going up up up. But but I did see an increase during the pandemic, so I was lucky for that. Yeah, uh, just uh, just amazing. I knew so many people, uh, including myself, who followed you during the pandemic and uh and you were just uh, you, you know you were just absolutely terrific did you find out anything about yourself during that time period i i'm, I'm trying to see uh, of how much how much of a change it was uh for you um obviously it uh it, you just told us that it was a it was an increase in 
and viewership. But was there anything that you found out about yourself and about blogging in general uh, when we hit that time period? Yeah. So, you know, the craziest thing um, I'll say that maybe I found out more about the market is because so many people were furloughed or laid off. I had so many people come to me for mentor on how to um, start their own business. I'm also in the PhD marketing program here in Memphis at University of Memphis. And so I do a lot of business studies and marketing studies. And so my audience knows that. And so, so many people were coming to me. I ended up writing a book. It actually just published. It's called The Unconventional Entrepreneur that teaches people how to become an unconventional entrepreneur, such as digital entrepreneur and, um, you know, more entrepreneurship that's not so traditional. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, that we – it just didn't exist when we were – when I was a kid. You know, I'm, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. I'm 55. I, the closest we had – and, and I'm not comparing necessarily, but uh, where uh, infomercials, you know, people started, uh, you know, Tony Robbins and, and folks like that started out on on uh, on TV and kind of did that. And I, I guess this is what this uh, has involved uh, has evolved uh, into. Where, where do you see it going in, in five years? Um, I, I mean, there was no way to predict even 12 years ago how big uh, you would become or blogs would become and uh, and and influences would become a, a, a thing. Yeah, you know, I in in the next five years, it's hard to say. I can say that it is a growing industry, the influencer industry, and just digital marketing in general. It, it seems to for a while it was doubling, um, and now you know it slowed down as far as doubling year over year as far as the industry growth, but it's still growing. Uh, so I do see the growth happening over the next five years. But I will say this for anyone who's looking into doing something like this: I don't put all my eggs in one basket, um, and you know, as an influencer or your your eggs to the uh, social media basket. So I always say, you know, if if you plan on doing this to keep your growth steady, just in case, you know, Instagram or social media decides to shut down, you know, grow that blog, grow that email list, um, and then expand on the horizon, such as speaking, writing books, things to that nature. Alex, give us the book again and and, uh, tell us kind of the the genesis of that and uh, how you found the experience. Yeah, so my book's called The Unconventional Entrepreneur, Launch a Successful Business and Live the Work-Life Dream. Um, The book has some pretty personal stories in it, um, you know, hardships, um, stories of divorce, things like that that that, that entail the business, um, which you have to read it to understand. So there are little pieces like that. But the majority of the book is going to teach you how to become your own entrepreneur and brand yourself. There's QR codes with printable worksheets. There's brainstorming sessions. The majority of the book basically gives you the blueprint on how to do it. And so my background, um, I did go, I did get an undergrad in business and then I did get a, a master's in entrepreneurship focus. And now I'm doing the PhD in marketing. So I've done a lot of background in the academia world. Um, but I've also been able to put it in play by running my own businesses as well. So I basically build on the tools I've learned from academia and doing it hands on and all of that I've compiled into a book. Alexandra, give us uh, give us your socials once again. Let's make sure we get them all uh, right, and people have got to follow you. I mean, you're just absolutely terrific. Can you give us all Thank of them uh, from starting with Instagram? 
Yeah, so my Instagram is alexandra.nicole, and I post daily on there, stories behind the scenes daily. That's more of my everyday content. My blog is citychicliving.com, and I do roughly three blog posts um, a week, and I also do have links to the book and other types of um, products on the blog as well. And uh, and Alex, what is it? Alexandra Nicole Nolan dot com. Yeah. So Alexandra Nicole Nolan dot com. That is what I do. Speaking engagements uh, for media that has all of kind of like credentials, my media kit and all of that. And for anyone who wants to book or um, interview, I generally will send them there. Uh, my bio. Hey, Alex, congratulations on all your success. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so, so much for having me. Alexandra Nolan, everyone, has been our very special guest. Uh, just absolutely terrific at what she does. And, uh, you know, look, in, in so many uh, ways, uh, she was a pioneer, as, as other people were, in, uh, in blogging. I, I mean, 12 years ago. You know, just go back 12 years ago, people were like, blogs? What the hell are you talking about? Blogs and whatever. And she was... She was she was doing them with uh, with with other folks, and you know she's one of the people who just took off, and uh, it's uh, you know hey, look, uh, kudos to her. She's making a fortune. I mean, an absolute fortune on all of this, and um, you know she makes all of all of the lists. Like Yahoo has a, a top ten inspiring influences list. Forbes has a top uh, top list of influences and and that's what she is i mean she's an influencer and um you know she's uh, she's earned it she's entertaining she's intelligent she's informative and you know like i said kudos to uh to her for doing what what uh what she did she touched on it but when the pandemic hit it it hurt so many different people business wise and uh, and there there were some businesses that just took off and they were they were internet based and and the influencers out there and the bloggers i mean they were uh they were some of the people that just exploded and she, she was very candid she didn't try to she didn't try to hide it she didn't try to double talk it she said yeah I, you know doubled and then she said and kind of leveled out now and and what have you but uh, people were home people were uh, were were stuck at home and they were looking for things to entertain themselves and they yeah, you know this <laughs> just a couple of years ago i mean and, and you know it uh, seems like an eternity ago but alexandra nolan is one of those people that entertain them with all types of things she's a mom um she does lifestyle um uh blogs you know everything from um from parenting to uh, garden decor and and home, uh, you know, l- like you would see on HD, uh, HGTV, uh, but she brings it uh, home with uh, with with the blogging. So Alexandra Nolan has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with uh, Burt Ward, and you know so many people know him from Batman and Robin. He was Robin, of course, 
uh, but he and his wife, and we've had him before, uh, are just uh, heroic figures when it comes to dog rescuing and, and cats. I, I mean, but their dog food, and we get it, we get it from Walmart.com uh, or Amazon, and uh, it's all we feed our dogs. They are uh, much healthier because of it, and it's uh, it's called Gentle, Gentle Giants Dog Food, and it is absolutely great. Uh, dogs live into their 20s, and we hope ours will. Where they're, they're, they're far away from that, but uh, they are healthier because of this. But what Bert and Tracy have done is just uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, they've saved the lives of uh, over 16,000 dogs at their Gentle Giants Rescue uh, in uh, Norco, Norco, California, and again, if you go to GentleGiantsRescue.com, uh, go there, donate. Uh, but it is it is absolutely terrific what they're doing. Bert Ward, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Yes, you know, with this upcoming holidays, we all got to make sure we are take uh, care of our dogs and cats safely, not expose them to things that can harm them because you know they're innocent and. Um, you know, what we're thrilled about is that for the last 28 years, we've rescued more than, like I said, right at 16,000 dogs and, and actually about 350 cats. And and what what we're so thrilled about is that we've been able, because we love animals so much and we've really devoted our life to helping them live longer and healthier, that we created this Gentle Giants dog and puppy food and Gentle Giants cat and kitten food. And this is our charity, by the way. We don't even take any salary from it. It's all about the animals. But we've got dogs now consistently living twice their normal lifespan and, and up to 27 and a half years for dogs. And with our cat food, the, the, we, two years ago we lost two of our cats, one was 31 and one was 32 wow. years. This is unheard of. And people, I, I got to tell you, Frank, people say, well, how is it that your food could be so different? Because it is. It's completely different from any other food. And what makes it different is because we have no greasy coating of animal fat on the kibbles of our food. I tell people all the time, you want to know why your dog can't live very long? Go feel the food you're feeding. Feel that greasy coating, which was sprayed on to make dogs eat more food to make you buy more dog food. And, and secondly, uh, secondly, GMOs in our food supply, Frank, I don't know if you're aware, but in America, they, this, this whole movement of genetically modifying food so that when, when a farmer grows a vegetable or a fruit and, and, and they spray it with a pesticide to kill the pest that attack it, in the past it would kill the plant half the time. Now, with the GMOs in the food supply, the plants live and produce the rice or vegetable or fruit but the, the plant absorbs, and that, that vegetable and fruit absorbs the pesticide. And, and it, this is killing dogs and killing cats. Uh, we have a video on our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com. There's a section called Non-GMO Ingredients. And we got a, a video from a research site that does research on GMOs in the, in the human food supply. And they say now that these vets are saying that 10 years ago, they would see one dog or cat a month that had cancer. But in today's world, with the GMOs in our food supply, that every single day, one out of every two dogs or cats they see already has cancer. It's killing animals all across the country. And we are one of the only foods that have no GMOs in the food supply, none, zero in our dog food and, and in our cat food. So when people 
people say, how can you have a dog live twice as long as everybody else's dog, with, you know, and because of your food? It's because we're not prematurely killing the dogs. We're giving them wholesome food without a greasy coating of fat and, and without the GMOs that are causing cancer in, in dogs and cats. So this is our charity. We love animals. And, in fact, we've really devoted our lives to helping animals live longer and healthier. And every day here we feed 600 pounds of our dog food to the 50 giant and small breed dogs that we have. And the last thing I want to mention is that we have no health issues here. Our animals are so healthy all the time. The only time they go to a veterinarian is every three years for a rabies update. No illness, Frank. You have a 25-year-old, don't you? Do you have a 25-year-old dog? Right now, I have a 26-year-old right here, yeah. Wow. What kind and, of dog? <laughs> this one is, well, we have, We actually have two, 125 and 126. We just lost at 27 and 10 months uh, a, a Russian wolfhound, which is a giant breed dog. But we have a, a me, two medium-sized dogs right now that, that 125, 126. And, uh, but I've got, uh, I think, about seven or eight that are turning 20, uh, after the first of the year so consistently we have our dogs and and by the way because we also have the giant breed they traditionally only live like you know a mastiff or or an irish wolfhound normally only lives six to eight years yeah our great dane lives seven to nine the oldest great dane we've had is 22 and and, but our other breeds just to give you an idea i've got 50 giants here all with that short lifespan and the youngest dog I have on my property right now is 14 and a half years old. So every single one of them has already lived twice their normal lifespan. And this is not a, a, an amazing thing. It is just by giving an animal a food that doesn't clog their arteries with fat or grease and doesn't clog their intestines and is not filled with, with genetically modified things that can cause cancer, your animals can live longer and they can live healthier. So we're thrilled. In Texas, we're just now going in 160 uh, HEB grocery stores uh, throughout the Texas, and we're in uh, Target stores, and then online with all the online stores and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and we're just thrilled because we don't take anything from this so we can make it as affordable for people as possible. This is our charity, and, and our aim is to help all animals live longer and healthier. Bert, just amazing what you guys have done. Amazing. And just absolutely amazing. Is there a documentary or is there a film on, on you guys and the, and the rescue? Well, I'll tell you, there, it, it, there, there's a very short, uh, uh, the, the TV series, Inside Edition, you've probably heard of that. Sure. They came out when our giant breed Russian wolfhound, Tara, was 25 years old. They came out and videotaped the whole day here, and they have it on their show and reruns, and we have it on our website. The title of their segment was, Could This Be the Oldest Living Pooch in the World? Now, this is a giant breed dog that normally lives only seven to nine years. And Tara was 25 at the time, and it's right on our website, right on the Inside Edition website as well. But, and, but after they filmed this, she lived for another two and a half years to 27 years and, and eight months. So, I mean, and, and, and a healthy life, you know. And by the way, even when she passed on, she didn't pass on from an illness. She went to sleep one day and just didn't wake up. And if you've got to go, my gosh, that's got to be the best way. So we're just thrilled 
that we can keep from living so long. Bert, the best to Tracy. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. We'll be talking about you as we let you go. Uh, GentleGiantsRescue.com is what I have. If you have another site that you want us to look at, so, please. Oh, the main site is GentleGiantsDogFood.com and GentleGiantsCatFood.com. That's where people can see all the information, read about it, and then contact us if they have questions. By the way, we, we get 1,100 people a week that call us just to ask, how do you properly feed your dog? How do you care for how because all of this is 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 all gotta work together. And when you do everything right, you get the best results. Listen, you're the best. Thanks a million for being here. Congratulations on all your great work. Well, thank you, Frank. And as we said on Batman, to the Batmobile citizen. Bert Ward, everyone. He and Tracy, his wife, uh have just done an amazing, an absolutely amazing job. Just yeah, incredible. I want to go there. I want to go to the the ranch to see what's going on there. I mean, I've, I'm you know we've had him on so many times, and he's invited me. I I just got to get out there and see what they're doing. It's uh, I, it's just unbelievable. And I, <laughs> I know people who have dogs that reached into their twenties, not twenty five, but into their twenties, and uh, even before I knew Bert. Uh, I, you know, I would ask the people, I would say, well, how, how are you getting a dog? It was a Labrador. It was kind of a smallish uh, black lab uh, guy in Westchester had. And he was like, guess how old this dog is? And the way they were saying it, I figured, you know, it's got to be old, right? You know, and, uh, and, and, you know, it didn't look like a puppy. But it, I, I said, I don't know, 15, 16, 17? I kept going up, and it was like 22 years old. And I was like, how the hell? How the hell is this dog 22 years old? And he said, I only feed him this, and that's the first time I ever heard, I only feed him this certain kind of uh, dog food that's, they boil it or they uh, they uh, they take all the chemicals out or something. And and he said, that you know who, who makes it? He said, uh, uh, the guy the guy who played Robin. Uh, and I said, Burt Wood? On t-? He was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who played Robin with uh, Adam West on Batman. I said, you got to be kidding me. But I mean, it was a, yeah, it was, by the way, it was like a healthy dog too. You know, he didn't look like a kid. He didn't look like a, a puppy or anything like that, but he, uh, he didn't look decrepit either. And he looks, uh, you know, I, 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 if I had a, you know, pinpointed, I'd say he looked like a 12 year old dog, uh, 10 or 12 year old dog. And he was he, 10 years older than that. I just amazing. I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I don't know why it, it more people don't use this dog food. And, you know, look, I don't know, uh, GentleGiantsRescue.com is uh, is the site. Frank McKay signing off. Um, Gentle Giants Dog and Cat Food. Uh, Bert Ward from Batman fame, Robin to be specific, and his wonderful wife, Tracy, for the past 22 years have saved the lives of 16,000 dogs at their rescue and in Norco. California. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with an actor's actor. I mean, this guy is terrific. Every time I see him on screen, I forget he's an actor. How about that? Uh, you've seen him in The Americans, uh, Rogue, Empire, uh, Friday Night Lights, Captain America, 13 Reasons Why, 
And again, a wonderful, wonderful actor. Uh, the latest uh, that everyone's got to check out on Tuesday on USA Season 2 of The Purge, Derek Luke is our very special guest. Derek, thrilled to have you. Hey, man, thank you, man. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. Um, I'm glad to be here. Well, How's it going? It's going great. And listen, your career is going wonderful. If you look at your IMDb, it's uh, it's impressive. But uh, you know, just as impressive is is your your technique and your uh, the way you handle a role. Uh, you you take it serious. It it tells that you take it serious. Um, you get excited before each role. Do you you do a lot of prep, or do you kind of go in there and and figure it out as you go along? Um, you know what, I, I like, um, you know, my, my process is, uh, my, well, the process that I, I, I realize it, it shifts, but, you know, I'm a guy who, who likes discovery and exploration, um, and, and, you know, meaning that, you know, I, I rehearse and I prepare, but I leave room for the unknown. Um, because, you know, I, I like to be surprised. Um, and many times when you, you, you walk on set and you walk and you go into the particular, uh, location, um, all, I call it all the ingredients of that, you know, um, location informs you. It could be cold or hot, um, or, you know, the color of it. So, I, you know, I, I love for the scene, um, to, to surprise me, and I just usually flow flow with it. Listen, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. You're terrific. Uh, the Purge. What can, what can you tell us without spoiling it? Oh, for sure, man. Well, um, this is Purge season two, and um, if you have been following Purge or not, this is uh, a whole new cast, so you don't have to worry about trying to you know catch up. But um, I play a guy named Marcus Moore um, who has survived uh, several purges. And the purge, you know, just for, you know, uh, those that are listening, is it's a 12-hour a window where you can commit any crime. And so, you know, the way Marcus has, you know, survived it, he's a guy who pull, has pulled himself up with his own um, bootstraps. He has moved from one neighborhood to another um a, a professional but basically on this this um purge night he's targeted and he spends the rest of the year 364 days trying to figure out why he's targeted and um that journey um really brings up some very interesting uh clues and people in this life did you did you spend much time watching uh, watching the film in prep, or uh, was it? Uh, did you just take it as as a different type of role? You know, I know the film and series uh, are are different for sure, but uh, the mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people like to to go in blind and kind of just uh, you know take it from the role. What what did you do? Did you see the film? Um, I I saw I saw the film. Um, I saw one of them um, while I was. Uh, uh, away on, on a family vacation, and uh, my son actually uh, just went to sleep. And uh, but usually, I, I usually choose to go into a situation 
um, blindly so I can <clears throat> have my own expectation. Um, but it was great because uh, watching the film, I saw the film handle, um, you know, some topics. And even though it was a, you know, it's a horror thriller, I really thought, you know, the backdrop and the messaging and the purge is what makes it stand out. How much different is the is is the scenes that you did is the is the show that you did than uh, than what you expected when you saw the script? Uh, obviously, there's different expectations when you when you first read something. Mm-hmm. Did it come out the way you thought it would? Man, you're asking a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, did it come out the way? Um, you know what? It's. Uh, I think the the first thing that comes to my mind when we were shooting was uh, how fast that we were shooting. Um, like I said, I I like exploration and discovery, but um, on our set, you know, we we didn't have a lot of that time because when we were shooting in New Orleans, we had weather coverage. So if it lightens or, or thunders, you know, um, we have to we have to uh, shut down for about 30, 30 minutes. Um, so it really it really made you have to focus, and it left very little time for just, you know, exploration. So for me, you know, The Purge wasn't the normal um, process for me as an actor. It was more about just trusting, you know, the instinct and the creators. So I haven't seen it all, but... Uh, I, I, we have some good people around us, so I believe it's, it's something everyone will enjoy. But man, that's a really good question, man. No, no one's, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that, put me on the spot. I like that. I like that. Well, listen, I'm uh, thrilled to have you. I know you got to run. You got a whole bunch of uh, people waiting to talk to you for good reason. You you, you do such wonderful work. The Purge is uh, is is a must see. Everyone, season two Tuesdays on uh, USA Derek Luke is uh, is our very special guest he plays Marcus Moore in The Purge it's a must watch and again this guy's resume is unbelievable but his acting is just is gripping i've seen him in so many things where i just i completely got lost and and you know you forget this guy's an actor but uh, Derek give us a uh, give us a, a website a social media site and uh, and let people know where they can follow along of course, um, I'm on Twitter and, and IG on Instagram. You just look up uh, Derek Luke, and uh, you'll find me. And um, and yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm touchable on 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 IG. I'm mostly on IG, so I look forward to uh, everyone connecting. Well, listen, thank you for being here. Congratulations on all your success, and can't wait to see the purge on on Tuesday, uh, season two. Uh, Derek Luke, thanks for being here. All right, thanks, Derek Luke, everyone, has been our very special guest. Uh, again, his resume is unbelievable, but uh, really, this guy does a, a great job. He sounds so different than uh, than I thought he would. He's just uh, he, he's, he sounds uh, real uh, down to earth, real humble, or whatever. But he's uh, he's a really uh, just a terrific actor. If you haven't seen him, uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, The Americans, uh, a whole bunch of episodes there, and uh, Rogue. Empire, uh, Hawthorne, Trauma, 13 Reasons Why, 
and and again the purge here but but again check this guy out i mean he is a you know it's hard to say he's up and coming because he's uh, he's there already he's got so many he's got so many big shows behind him but uh, really he is a terrific terrific actor and uh, you know i wish i had a, a little more time with him uh, but again you know they're on uh, they're on the run uh, doing a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of interviews promoting season two of The Purge, and it's uh, you know again it's a it's a must watch, especially with this guy in it. He's uh, he's absolutely terrific. But check him out in Thirteen Reasons Why. It's uh, he plays Kevin Porter, and he's in there for twenty seven episodes, and you really can get a, a feel for what he's done. For those who like God Friended Me, I haven't seen him in that, but he uh, he has a role in that as Harry Ch- uh, Henry Chase. And uh, the Americans, he had an arc in, in, in that. Uh, he was uh, in the Americans for four episodes, but uh, really uh, rogue. Uh, another thing he got, uh, I, you know, I saw a couple of uh, a couple of his uh, scenes in that, not episodes, but I mean, really, real good stuff. Fans of Empire know him as Malcolm. Uh, I think it's De- uh, Devoe, and uh you know again uh, you know I, I don't know much about that show but i mean it's uh, it, it that's it's a very hot show and you can see Derek Luke in that but again check him out in the purge season 2 um it's on on Tuesdays on USA uh, Derek Luke has been our very special guest Frank McKay signing off again actor Derek Luke has been our guest and we'll see you all next time on breaking it down in many ways long island is the story of america it's breaking it down with frank mckay long island is definitely the place for you now here's your host frank mckay on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays i'd like to welcome everyone to breaking it down frank mckay here with legendary singer and entertainer pat boone uh, I could I could spend here ten minutes uh, uh, just introducing what he's done in his life. No, just amazing. no, don't do that. <laughs> I won't. But don't the, do that. Let's y- just talk. Your your yeah. latest is the is the absolute uh, uh, very important for these times. Uh, it's a it's a pro law enforcement project, and uh, the the yeah. album it's terrific. Uh, He'll never walk alone, and and of course. Uh, uh, can't we just be friends? And that's uh, Wendy Moten, right? Is she uh, the singer? Wendy Moten, yes. She's a renowned black gospel singer and a black chorus singing the song I wrote after Rodney King was badly beat up and started the L.A. riots in 1991. And I, I wrote the song then because it was his words with his voice cracking. He could have tried to say something incendiary, but he didn't. He said, can't we get along? Can't we just be friends? And I cried then. And I thought, that's got to be a song. Well, I wrote it. I didn't have a way to market it. And then about two weeks ago, in the midst of all this terror going on in our streets, the you know, the whole fabric of our society coming apart, I thought, this is the anthem for now. And, and, uh, and I got it to Jimmy Nichols, the producer in Nashville. Wendy was th- thrilled to sing the song and thrillingly does it. And, uh, and then the videographer put together the video it's all on youtube now and it's free for anybody and everybody it is going viral but the video is little clips from the news news uh, broadcast of the recent several weeks when the whole country was coming apart at the seams and uh and you see police kneeling with protesters you see police praying with protesters you see uh protesters reaching out to embrace police and black women 
talking first in tears and then reaching out to embrace the policeman who is hearing her. And a little black kid uh, with tears in his eyes, he's scared, and the white policeman with his arm around him comforting him saying, it's going to be okay, son. I mean, people in the midst of the carnage actually doing what the song calls for, which is reaching out to each other as human beings and fellow citizens and fellow uh, images of God uh, and, and saying, can't we work this out? Yes, we can. If, if we will put the Molotov cocktails down, if we'll quit throwing the rocks at the police, expecting them to somehow keep coming to support us when somebody breaks in our house or steals our car, we then we're not going to call we're, we're not going to call one of the other protesters or these yeah. rock throwing Molotov cocktail people to come help. We no, we're going to call the police. We have to because the police are our first line of defense, and some thirty five percent of them are black themselves. Mm. So I I think I'm, I'm trying to communicate the message. There's only one race, the human race, and uh, and if we will reach across this chasm, this divide, and maybe the song can help us do that, then we can work it out. We can get along. We can make things right and equal. But it's going to take individual effort on everybody's part, and it's not. it can't include violence. That's not the way to get it done. You're right on uh, with all of this. I know I only got you for another minute or so, but I... So, so many people have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, we have obviously there's, yeah. there's bad cops there, but the 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 bulk of the men and women that are oh yeah are, right. This, I mean the Bible. I love it. You know, what I love about the Bible is it tells people's stories, warts and all. You can't find one perfect person in the Bible nope. except Jesus. And I mean everybody else who did great things had flaws and did wrong things. Peter denied Christ with an oath. I don't even know the man. Right. <laughs> and Moses Moses was a killer and David was a killer and an adulterer uh, but but God uses imperfect people to perfect his plans if we'll let him and uh, so that's what I'm, I'm praying for and I'm hoping the song communicates right, listen congratulations on everything that you've been doing your whole life your whole career your whole life your whole career. just absolutely wonderful well, and congratulations you, on this project Thank you. Thank you so much, and we'll talk again. Talk to you soon, Pat. To everybody out there, a quick message from Pat Boone. Obviously uh, a Christian, very uh, strong Christian faith, and he's a believer. I've met him a couple times over the years, and, and that's what he's like. I mean, he is he is absolutely a believer. And, I, you know, I'll tell you what, it's, it's hard to find a bad word to say about him. Uh, he's uh, he really is a, a wonderful, um, wonderful guy, and and uh, you know he was the uh, I guess the antithesis of Elvis. Not that Elvis was bad by any means, but uh, Pat Boone was the clean cut, the uh, the safe uh, person that people wanted their their kids to uh, to listen to and Elvis was uh, you know represented rebelliousness and and so forth even though when you when you talk to him he was a gentleman and and with the southern charm and everything else but Pat Boone was basically rivaling Elvis at that time my my late mother her uh, you know and I asked her were you an Elvis fan and she said no Pat Boone you know as if there was two camps you know Pat Boone and Elvis 
And, you know, Pat Boone had hit after hit after hit. He was in 15 different movies. He had TV shows. He helped launch uh, so many people's careers. And uh, he really has had an amazing career. And when you see him up close, I mean, he looks he looks damn good. I mean, he just, he does. I mean, after all this time. And, and uh, you know, you, gotta, you, you have to have a lot of respect, regardless of what your religion is or what your belief is out there I mean this is this is a guy who's very difficult to uh, to not like I mean just personally and, and again the album that he wrote is he'll never walk alone and it's uh, designed to be a pro law enforcement statement it's a pro law enforcement project can't we just be friends uh, he wrote you know off of the words of, of Rodney King is sung it's written by Pat Boone, but it's sung by Wendy Moten. And it's M-O-T-E-N. She's got a beautiful voice. She's an African-American singer. And she, I, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. We're right at the end of his, his uh, radio tour here. And, uh, and hopefully we'll get him on in the, in the future to talk, talk about a little more. But, I, you know, I assume it's, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it, it's, it's an attempt towards unity. He's speaking about the law enforcement that that he has always supported. He's always been an outspoken supporter of law enforcement. And, you know, Wendy Moten is, uh, you know, another Christian, a very strong belief uh, system there. And uh, she, she's got an amazing voice. And I guess, uh, you know, the idea of, of uh, the, you know, and, and again, he said it, there's one race, it's human race. And, and I believe when he says that, he means that, uh, again, uh, a, a Christian through and through and, you know, no apologies from him. And he doesn't uh, he doesn't need to give any. That's for sure. But he is a uh, he is a true believer. Pat Boone, that is. And uh, his daughter, uh, Debbie Boone, I remember I was uh, about nine years old, the song that was just a huge hit for weeks and weeks and weeks was uh, you light up my life and everyone assumed it was a, a love song you know about her singing to to a man you know to a to a lover or whoever and you know i heard uh, you know it was a comedian on um the 70s you know some some kind of one of the vh1 shows uh, you know looking back at the 70s and uh, the comedian a uh, female comedian i forget who it was but she said she she loved the song until she realized Debbie Boone was talking about God in that song, and uh, you know it was funny I guess the way she said it, but you know it's uh, it, it, you know it's it's true the the song was uh, was written and and produced and sung as a religious song, but if you put it out as a religious song or a faith based song uh, to the public at that point, it never would have gotten there, and and of course uh, when it went out as a as a single, as a straight single, as a love song, it's you know it was a number one hit for weeks and weeks. And I, I don't I should have the stats in front of me, but uh, and I thought <laughs> I thought I didn't think we'd be getting in uh, into the conversation about Debbie Boom, but uh, you know she had that one huge hit, and it was "You Light Up My Life," and it was a a faith based song. It's just that it was kind of snuck in there. And, uh, you know, she's another one who I've met a couple times. Uh, and, you know, no apologies uh, from her. She, she's a, a very strong um, faith-based woman, a lovely woman, really, uh, you know, very nice to speak to. And, 
and you know, as as is her father and her family. But uh, you know, amazing. The the career longevity of Pat Boone is just is is beyond belief. I mean, we're talking the fifties when Elvis broke out. That's when Pat Boone was breaking out, and uh, he was a little older than Pat. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, he was a little older than Elvis. And I mean, that's like you know, 1957, 1958. You know, I mean, just uh, amazing. And we're in 2020, and Pat Boone is still making records. And you've got to respect him for a whole bunch of different reasons. And a good man uh, was with us today, Frank McKay, uh, signing off. Pat Boone has been our very special guest. Adam, for a quick moment here, but his latest is "You'll Never Walk Alone." That's the album. It's a, a pro law enforcement statement project. And can't we just be friends? And that song is the single. And Wendy Moten, M O T E N, is the is the vocalist on that. And Pat Boone wrote the song. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.